Approach each customer with the idea of helping him or her to solve a problem or achieve a goal, not of selling a product or service. That is a quote by Brian Tracy. Welcome to Trina Talk. This is the podcast where guests share their stories of pursuing their passions, living a fulfilled life, and empowering others. Each week, I talk with inspiring leaders, business owners, and people with amazing stories from around the world in unscripted conversations as they share their successes and failures. This podcast is all about empowering you to keep striving in your personal and professional life. I am your host, Trina L. Martin. Hello, welcome to episode 132. I'm excited to let you know that I am one of the co-authors on the Make It Happen Anthology, and the anthology has become a number one international bestseller. So if you haven't gotten your copy of the Make It Happen Anthology, please go out to Amazon to pick up your copy. The Kindle version is available now. The hard copy and paperback copy will be available in a couple of days. There are some powerful and amazing stories in there from myself and my fellow co-authors. So it's a it's a read that you don't want to miss. Also, if you're looking for a powerful or dynamic speaker for your next corporate event, a keynote or training event, please reach out to me at nextlevel at trinalmartin.com. Now, the topic of this week's episode is selling equals service. My guest this week is Shay Brown. Shay is a globally renowned giant in the sales world. He has cracked the once elusive code of entrepreneurial success with a game-changing model that unlocks unlimited financial potential, power, and wealth. In just six short years, he has dominated the sales space, coaching thousands of rising business leaders to achieve exponential growth and success in their industries to the tune of $400 million and counting. He has acclaimed seven-figure sales team concepts, has forever increased the outdated notion that generating revenue in business is a sole source game. Instead, illustrating it is indeed a team sport. Hi, Shay. Welcome to Trina Talk. Well, thanks a lot, Trina, for having me here. And thank you for all your listeners for tuning in. You know, whether you tune in for the first time or the second time or the third time, keep tuning in, Trina. What you're doing is amazing. And I love how you have this platform. So thank you so much for having me as a guest. I'm excited. And yes, Shay Brown is in the building. <laughs> all right. I love your energy. That was one of the things I loved about you on your show. Well, here on Trina Talk, this is how we're going to start out. Tell the listeners who Shay Brown is and how you came to be the person that you are today. I'm still trying to figure out who is Shay Brown, right? I'm still trying to figure that out. I mean, I do know that I'm a, I'm a son, right? Because my mom is 73 years old, Dr. Cammie B. Jeffers. lives 15 minutes down the road, so I get a chance, even tomorrow, depending on when you see this, I'm taking her to her doctor's appointment for her eyes. I know my son. I love that. I know that I'm also a husband. I'm on my third marriage, by the way, and very, very happy. So I'm trying to be the best husband in the entire world, so I'm lucky to do that. Um, I do know that I'm a brother because I have a I have a brother and I also have a sister. I, I do know I'm a father. I guess I should mention that as well. My sons, they're uh, 
29 and 31 now. I love being an empty nester. I don't know about any of you out there, so I don't know y'all have these panic attacks. It feels good. Trust me, it feels good. And I know I'm like many of you out there. Um, I'm a kind human being. I know I'm an entrepreneur, and I came to do what I'm doing now because someone laid me off one day, and I didn't have a choice. And then how life is sometimes you, you don't, you're not given a choice. But here's what I do know. You can play the hand you're dealt. And you can do the best you can with what you have. So Trina Talks, I'm looking forward to chatting with you. So to answer your question, I don't know who I am. I'm not in a box, but call me an entrepreneur today. Call me a father tomorrow. Or call me an entrepreneur that's helping other entrepreneurs help the world by providing a sales team to the entrepreneur so they can generate revenue in their business, which allows them to purchase resources that they need to have the reality that they really want. And without those resources, then they can't serve the people they were called to serve. So I guess at the end of the day, if I sum it up in 10 seconds, uh, we help entrepreneurs help the world by helping them generate revenue so that they can have the resources they need to make their reality, well, a reality. Back over to you. (laughs) That's great. I love that. And I know that you are a sales guru. And you mentioned that, you know, you're who you are, this entrepreneur, because you got laid off. Let's talk about that. Was sales something that you've done before now or Tell me how you got into this, helping other businesses. Yeah, so there I was, May 31st, 2004, walked into the office of my uh, vice president. I was a director at MC, uh, at Verizon at the time. I've only worked for two companies my entire career. I'd worked for Citibank after undergraduate, went to Morgan State University, didn't do sales, by the way. And then after graduate school, I went to Johns Hopkins University in Baltimore, Maryland. I worked for Verizon for the next nine years and didn't do sales there either. And then they laid me off. May 31st, I walk in the office and he says, uh, Shay, um, we're going to have to let some people go. I said, I know it's been kind of tough. This is our third round of layoffs. Um, I, I can handle this one. He says, no, we, we've got to let you go. Oh. Me? Not me. Not the star rising performer. We've been here for nine years. It can't possibly be me. But no, it, it was me. And um, if you ever had your life turned upside down, if you ever found yourself in a situation where you got hit with the punch you never saw coming. And so that evening, I was riding down the road, riding home. Um, upset, very mad. And I thought some of my homies had their own business in about 90 seconds or so. Trina, I, I went home and decided that I was going to go down to Kinko's, got some business cards made up, hung my shingle out the door, called myself Coach Shay. Some of my homies had their companies. Like, I was starting my companies. I had nine months of severance. I could do this doggone thing. And I had a little bit of savings back then, okay? Back then, back then. But how many know you can jot this down in your notes. The best intentions don't equal the best results. Put that in your notes. The best intentions don't equal the best results. So there I was. I ran out of money. 90 days later, I'm out of money. My wife left me at the time. My two sons decide they're going to move in with me. I'm burning through my 401k. I know. Don't judge me, please. You're like, Shay, you've been through two divorces. Yes. Burn through your 401k. Max out your credit cards. And then the defining moment came. I'm upstairs in my room working hard, like entrepreneurs working, even though we ain't making no money. We always working hard on something. And my son said, dad, dad, someone's still in the car. What? I run downstairs. I look out the window and there's my Lexus truck. I love that Lexus truck, that SUV RX 300 being halted up. I look at the guy, give him the nod. He gives me the nod. I look over at my sons and I said, don't worry. The car is just going to the garage. I lied. And it was in that moment I had what's called the never again moment. The thing about your life, have you ever had that never again moment where you tell yourself, I feel like a failure as a father? 
I feel like a failure as a husband, certainly a failure as a freaking entrepreneur. I felt like a failure as a man at the time. And I told myself, you know, never again will I have to lie to my sons. Never again would I find myself in a situation where one client made the difference whether or not I paid my mortgage. Never again would I come home and hit the button and it's like, call Comcast. Oh, that's never a good sign, by the way. Never again. And in that moment, I decided I wanted to do something. I didn't know what sales was. I didn't know I hated selling, but I knew I needed it. How many out there, if you're an entrepreneur, you hate selling, but you need it? You got to get the lights on. I, I know. I know it costs some money right there. And so here's what changed my life, Trina. I'm coming over to you in 60 seconds, but here's what changed my life. I borrowed $5,000 from my brother. 5000 Back in 2004. That's a lot of money. Shh. I didn't pay him back. And, and, and then I took this class. I know. There I go flying to another class all the way in California. And the guy gave me an idea. He said, Shay, why don't you focus on sales training? What are you talking about? I'm a business consultant, but no one hired me. And here's what I learned that he taught me. He said, Shay, selling equals service. Put that down in your notes. Selling equals service. Put, no, put that in your notes yeah. right now. Selling equals service. You can serve other people and you can be rewarded for that if you help them solve a problem. I thought to myself, I can do that. I don't want to convince nobody. I ain't trying to persuade nobody. I don't want no techniques. But if I can just be me and serve, I can do that thing. And so I decided to learn the one skill that I hated because I needed. And one thing my mama says, Dr. Cammie B. Jeffrey, she was a bishop, still is, um, for Pentecostal Church back in the 1970s, um, had her own church. She used to always say, you know, when a minister comes in here, they're always preaching about what they're going through. Did you know that? Now I heard her say that a thousand times. And here I am now working with other entrepreneurs, teaching them what I hated to do because I was going through learning the selling process. And I said, maybe someone else wants to learn with me. And I started teaching that and it became a thing. He was like, but that's the sales guy. Well, okay. And then it grew. And so I learned to sell equal service. So today I serve, add value, make a difference for others. It's not about the money. It's about the meaning. It's not about the income. It's about the impact. But I will tell you, I can't make a dollar and a difference at the same time. And so can you if you're an entrepreneur. That's my story, as they say, and I'm sticking to it. How can you take a moment that you said never again would this happen? And how can you change right now your health? How can you change right now your finances? How can you change right now your business model? How can you change your relationship? And I'll tell you, if I can go through that, you can do it as well. I love hearing here at Trina Talks. We get to talk about real stuff. You know, and you have kept it real. And that's what I love talking. You know, I love talking to you about this because you are real. And it's funny because a lot of people, you know, they, they want to just talk about the good times. But you're talking mm -hmm. about what real people go through. They have those knocks and those bumps along the way. And some people look at it as a failure. I don't because I think if you hadn't had that thing happen to you, you wouldn't be where you are today. You wouldn't have decided to do sales and sales is something like me personally. I don't think I'm a salesperson and it, frankly, it scares me. So how did you just get in and become this group guru? You know, you took the class, you said, hey, I'm changing my life from this point on. But you actually put yourself in it and became excellent at it. How did that feel? Sure. You know, what I learned is, and this is working with clients uh, almost 18, 20 years, and I can't even count, 2004, I don't know what year, but since 2004, we've been doing this all the time, full time. And what it took me five years to learn, by the way, is that people don't hate selling. I thought I hated selling, but I learned that they hate sounding like someone else. 
they hate being an imposter. They hate trying to be slimy or sleazy or convince someone to do some, something that they don't want to do. They hate trying to watch a YouTube video and use a script like, okay, if I say these words, it's supposed to happen. Jot this in your notes. Scripts are for actors. If you're an yeah. entrepreneur, scripts are for actors and you're not an actor. Okay. It's okay to have some talking points, but you're not an actor. And so I thought to myself, they want to be transparent. They want to be authentic. But here's the problem. They never understood their signature selling style. We created that, by the way. Signature selling style is very similar to DNA. There's a, an assessment that you get to take. I think it's five or 10 questions. And then we teach you what your style is. The thing I think of Myers-Briggs. And Myers-Briggs said, this is your personality style. And there's a lot of different assessments out there. And I said to myself, why not have an assessment for sales folks? The people, everyday people like me. They say the same thing about the same way every single time. And there's seven unique selling styles. Some people are the rock star signature selling style. They're like Tony Robbins or, or Eric Thomas, right? Do it their way. That's their signature selling style. Look at me and do what I've done. Some folks are kind of like the scientist signature selling style. I'll give you a couple of them. And they sell based on facts and data. And that's, that's how they move people to action. They, they can prove their case. Other people are like my good friend. It's a professor signature selling style. They teach you very methodically. And then in their teaching, they say, we can do this for you. Or some folks like myself, they have the heart center selling style. It's just, they, this is how it is. You can do it or not do it, no big deal. So once they learned their signature selling style, Trina, and once they understood that, that selling is about service, and once they understood that, that ministers get up every single week and they sell faith, and they understood that teachers get up every single day and they sell education and parents. I'm a parent. I'm a parent. Perhaps you're a parent out I'm there. Parent. <laughs> you get up every single day and you're and you're selling values. Yes. Then you think about the one sale you got to make every single day is to yourself because there's two things you control 100% certainty. You control your mindset. And you control your actions. And so once I adopted that, then it allowed me not to worry about selling, but about serving. It allowed me to just to educate and say, look, there's a problem on the planet and we can help you. If you want to be helped, we're here to serve and add value. And that's our platform. And that's what we agree on. So, you know, they call it sales. But at the end of the day, I think we have an opportunity to serve. Uh, my key philosophy is we have 12 rules of life. But here is one. Don't chase the money. Add value. And the money will chase you. So important. So you can do this. If you're an entrepreneur right now, if you're a speaker, author, coach, trainer, network marketer, if you don't want to sell to fill your programs or sell your product or even scale your business, don't do it. If you don't like to sell, it's a shayism now, but if you don't like to sell, the best thing you can do is hire someone who does. So let someone else do that. And you focus on doing what you do best. So yeah, now we'll tell you this and I'll close with this. Just like you learn how to ride a bicycle. Just like I've learned how to use the air fryer these days, by the way, just like I learned how to turn that camera on and, and broadcast like we are right now, selling is a learned skill. The good news is you can learn this and you can be yourself. So that's, that's how we got into it. And so doing that, I started teaching the way that I believe the world wanted, which is they wanted to serve more folks and make a difference. That's you know, what it's about. Yeah, I love I love the fact that you said selling as a service. And I want to get your take on this because selling equals service, selling equals service, equals, equals equals service. service. Right. Mm -hmm. So when you think about when you have other salespeople and they're not in that mindset, how mm -hmm. does that make you feel? Because it seems like you have integrity and you're trying to do it on an, you know, a level 
with integrity is mm-hmm. and adding value and the service. So when you see people in the selling industry who are not doing that, how does that make you feel? Because it kind of cheapens what you do. I, I know me, myself, I'm, I'm very leery of people trying to sell me things. Sure, sure. Yeah, um, you know, selling has a negative connotation, at least here in the United States of America. It is what it is. And the good news is it doesn't bother me that much, right? And the reason it doesn't bother me is at the end of the day, I can only control what I control. I'm a Kobe Bryant fanatic. And one of the things that Kobe Bryant talks about often is control the controllables. Mm. Control the control. So I'm like, well, I can't do anything about what they're doing over there. But what I can focus on, and this is what you need to focus on, and you can, you can apply this to any area of life, like any area of life. You can see bad people doing bad things. And you can believe the world is good. And you can believe that you're doing some good in the world. And how do you do that? That's the question. Jot this down in your notes. It's one of my 12 rules of life, and it's habits and rituals. We got 12 rules, by the way. But here's one, habits and rituals. So you want to have the habits of someone that has integrity. You want to have the habits of someone that's honest. And you want to have the habits of someone that wants to do the right thing. Now, if we made mistakes, yes, I'm the, I got two hands raised. I've made more mistakes in my life. I've been to hell and back twice in my life. But God's blessed me to learn some things. So now I'm able to pass that on to other folks. And then when you operate in integrity, and you do things at the highest level possible, then there's other people out there that will reward you and recognize that. And when you don't, you, you pay the penalty, you put your time in, and you get back in the game. And I think that's the most important part. So our question was, how does it bother me? Or what do I think when other people aren't doing it the right way? I think we're on the right track. I, I'm glad that it puts us in a unique position. I'm glad folks can see our light in this whole mist of darkness. And they say, you know what? I don't have to wonder why that person is different. I just need to know why they're better. See, how we're different is our speed to market and, and how we sell, which we want to serve. While we're better is that we don't change the quality. We don't talk about over-delivering. We just over-deliver. Mm-hmm. And isn't that what it's all about? Yes. I'll close with this, and this is so important, and you can apply this to life. And even if you're not in sales right now, you walk away with these principles. One of the benefits of being here with, with Trina Talks, and you should keep showing up, is it doesn't matter if they're talking business, they're talking personal development. She always has folks that are bringing value to you. But, but I want you to to jot this down in your notes, and I think it's so important. And here it is. One of my 12 rules of life, always bring your A game. Yeah. I only have one game. Yeah. I only have one gear. I bring the A game. I play full out. I'm all in. If we're playing poker, I'm pushing all the chips in. And when you show up in your marriage that way, you show up in your health that way, you show up in your finance that way, and you bring your A game, your A game means you're doing the best you can. Just yesterday, I was doing the Insanity Max 30 workout with Sean T, right? And I did it, I don't know, seven or eight years ago. And I had to stop around 17 minute mark. And, and then one of the reasons was the day before I had dinner with family members and I had some macaroni and cheese. Shh, it was good. <laughs> they had some pudding pie. Shh. It was good, by the way. And, and I had that with some, with some shredded lamb beef. The bottom line is my stomach was tweezing. I was twisting and turning. And I had to stop because I just got to go to the restroom and stop a few times. And I quit. You know what I said to myself? And I love what Sean T says. He said, even if you do one rep, if that's the best you can do, that's a good day. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you right now, if you show up with integrity and no one else is there and you're the only one there, it's a great day. You just do the best that you can do. You bring your A game. Every time, every time. Mm, I believe in that. I believe in go big or go home because I'm an A-game person too. Love it. Now, let's talk about, because you have a a podcast as well. Tell the listeners about Mm -hmm. that. 
You know, one of the shows we have is called The Happy Entrepreneur Show. And the whole purpose of The Happy Entrepreneur Show was really to give a resource to entrepreneurs to help them on this journey to be empowered and to be inspired and more importantly to connect with other folks. People think I did a podcast for me to broadcast out. Let me take a minute and give you the backstory. I didn't start off when I have no freaking podcast or no show. What took place is I was training my team at 11 o'clock at night for five years, a sales team. And when Facebook came out with this Facebook Live and watch parties, we decided to put it on. No one cared about sales training. Then I got the idea. And we call it sales and marketing lab. We failed two times. No one cared. No one watched. One day, I'm just meeting with my sales team. And I say, well, I'm going to bring a guest on because that's what you do anyway at a meeting. And we were virtual. And we broadcast. And people watched. And then we did it again. And they watched. And they did it again. They watched. And I said to myself, and this is one of our 12 rules of life. And if I didn't have these 12 rules, if this wasn't one of my methodologies, there would be no show today. But here's the methodology. Jot this down in your notes. I'm giving you something that you can take away with. That's what Trina does all the time. She makes sure you can take something that you can use because how many ideas do you need to change your life anyway? One. One good idea implemented is better than a thousand ideas you know right now. And I don't know, I might have dropped 25 already. But here's one. Jot this in your notes. And it's so important. Collaboration crushes competition. That's one of my core philosophies. Collaboration crushes competition. And so I said to myself, wow, this is a platform that I can collaborate just like Trina's doing. This is a platform where I can introduce and meet new people I don't know just like Trina's doing. And this is a place that I can add value to other folks. Yeah. Now, was there some folks that said, Shay, 11 o'clock at night. <laughs> what makes you think anybody should watch you at 11 o'clock at night? I said, well, I wouldn't know who Arsenio Hall was if he went on 11 o'clock at night. He wasn't worried about Johnny Carson. Mm-hmm. I, I, I wouldn't know who he was. So it doesn't matter if one person shows up. The good news is I'm there and I'm there with the other person. And why are you doing 11 o'clock at night, Shay? Here's what I tell them. And I'll share this with anybody. And you don't have to apply this to what I'm doing. Maybe there's something you're trying to go through and you're, you need encouragement to keep on going. And I said, because media never sleeps. Mm-hmm. Media never sleeps. So it's never about who's watching right now. It's about who sees the replays later in the lives that you can touch. So you do things for the right reason to help other folks. Now, when you do that, you had a whole nother level. So yeah, she told me to tell you about the show. It's a show. It's great. Happy Entrepreneur Show. But really, I want you to understand the backstory and the principle that you can apply in your life that's going to help you. Because I showed up to help you. I'm, I'm here. I couldn't wait to be here with you. So collaboration crushes competition. So look, look at your goals. Look at what you're trying to go through and ask yourself, who am I collaborating with? And how can I collaborate more than we are now? I'm here because Trina was willing to collaborate. Otherwise, I wouldn't be here right now. So I'm forever grateful and humble. And Trina, I'm excited to be here. Excited to hang out. I couldn't wait. I'm pumped up. You are pumped up. And I I love it. You're probably like the most excited guest I've had to date. So I'm loving it. I'm feeding off your energy. It is great. (laughs) You know, you have just given us so much value. I'm going to say that Mm -hmm. for you know, because you've been talking about it so much value that I hope the listeners are really taking notes and taking heed to what you're saying, because not only can they apply that in their business life, they can apply it in just life in general, because you got to show up with your A game all the time, regardless. And that's one of the things that I feel and how I live by, because you you never know who you may inspire, who you may touch. You never know who may see you, who wants to inspire you. So if you come with your A game all the time, you you have nothing to worry about. Absolutely. I'm loving that. But we're going to move into our questions. Are you ready for those? 
I'm here for you. I'm here for you and all of you who are watching and listening. So I know some of you are, are listening right now. So continue to listen with new ears. Some of you are watching right now. Thanks for tuning in, by the way. Always tune in for the Trina Talk Show podcast. It's amazing. Don't miss an episode. All right, Shay. Thank you for that. So question number one, who or what motivates you? You know, what, what motivates me today is my will to change lives. Um, you say, who motivates me? Obviously, I'm married. I have a wife, and she motivates me. I have uh, two sons, and they motivate me. But, you know, one of the things I, I've learned, people say, what's the big why? I don't know if it's always about the big why. I know Simon Sinek got it right, so don't send me any messages. But what, what really motivates me is, is something from the book Think and Grow Rich. And it's truly a burning desire that I have deep inside of me to really help other entrepreneurs. And that may sound overused, but God's given me a gift. And the gift that I have is to be able to, to teach principles of, of, of sales, um, of a sales model that allows folks to have a playbook that gives more value to their life. And we all have our own gifts. I get it. I get it. But that's what motivates me when I know that we're going to make a difference. Uh, I got a call two days ago from someone. Uh, no, it was an email, a message I didn't even know. And they sent me a message on Facebook saying they wanted to write me a check to speak at a church. Now, I've never made money to speak at a church for a business thing at all, ever in my life. I don't even know this person. So I sent them a note back saying, that eh, sounds good. Send me some details. Didn't get anything. Then they sent me a note back. I called them. And one of the things they said to me, I never met this person in my life. And I was like, y'all gonna really pay me for this for an hour? Get out of here. I never, that's never happened. I mean, I know me speak for free. And she said, I've been watching your videos and following you for a while. You don't know who I am. But when the church got the grant and we had to select some folks, I said, if this person responds, he's the right one. And so you do it for those reasons. Um, the lives of people that you touched it, I'll never get to know. Some of y'all listen to this right now because of Trina and what she's doing. Trina may never get to know you. She may never meet you. But we know that this moment that we have right now is magical. We know that in this moment right now, Trina's creating a movement. And we know as you listen that this is your time. So that's what gives me the encouragement to get up every single day. It's the burning desire inside of me to leave a mark and leave this world better off than while I was here. And I've been here now for 53 years. God's blessed me to get my AARP card and uh, be part of the Puff Daddy remix versions. I got remix versions on everything. But I'm going to tell you now, I ain't slowing down. We got better days ahead, and so do you. Oh, wow. That right there. Oh, it that was so good. I I, I don't even want to ask this next question, but I'm going to go ahead and ask it. <laughs> it's your question. Let's hang out. I'm here with you as long as you need me. What demotivates you? Demotivates you. You know, probably probably what, what sucks to win out me is when I have to um, deal with things that I, I didn't plan for. Um, I'm not good at changing course. Really, I'm really not. And it, it could be something that a family member sometimes calls and needs something. That mm -hmm. just kind of happens. And you're like, oh, my gosh. And, and I've got to take my brain from wired one way to switch another way. I'm not uh, wired to be a multitasker. I wish I was. I admire all of the multitaskers in the world. But what demotivates me is when I've got my mind and heart set on one track. And I know that's how life is. I know that's how the business is. I know it is. You get an email or something like that, and it just sucks the energy out. If someone has a problem or something didn't go right, or they just want you to, and you're like, oh my gosh. And um, that, that gets me down. 
it, it, it gets me down. And I have pity pat parties. I was like, okay, that pity pat party. I'll be like, golly gee, and I'll have a pity pat party. Um, but then I'm I'm reminded um, of something that's one of our 12 rules of life that I got from my mentor, Dr. George C. Frazier. And I'm reminded that I've got to stay the course. I've got, I'm reminded that life is a series of being on track and then off track and then on track and then off track. So when I get demotivated, I tell myself, I can get back on track again. I like what the zone diet does. I've never done the zone diet, but one of the things the zone diet teaches folks all the time is you're one meal from being back on track again. And I adopted that philosophy because you can borrow other people's philosophy. And I tell myself, I'm just one thought from being back on track again. And thoughts are things and things can be changed. So if I stick to my 12 rules of life, which is stay the course and I have consistent activity, stay in the course, then I'll make progress. And you think about it, when you fail, it's consistent activity, consistently not going to the gym, consistently spending on the credit cards, consistently not staying in communication with ones you love. And so for some folks, that leads to failure. But you can have consistent activity to get what you want, consistently drinking 90 ounces of water, consistently taking my supplements throughout the day, consistently making phone calls to serve other folks, consistently reading five pages, in my case, listening to 30 minutes of content consistent activity allows you to stay the course. I start off early and I know you didn't shout, you weren't excited, but I did talk about habits and rituals. So with demotivation is when that happens, but here's how I get back on track. I tell myself, stay the course, stay the course. I'm gonna tell that to you right now, no matter what's going on in your life, stay the course if you're on the right track. And if you're not, life is a series of getting back on track again. You can do this. You got this. Mm. Oh, that was, that was worth the price of admission. That was, that was good right there. Uh, when was a time that something was said or done to hurt you, but it worked for your good? You know, there was a, there was a time that I was um, speaking at a conference and this was about seven, eight years ago. And I had been through a, a very tragic time in my life and some things weren't well, it wasn't the way I wanted them to be. And it was a, a colleague and the promoter came to me and said, Shay, someone had a concern with you. And I said, okay. And they shared it with me. And it's, you know, not, I'm t- I don't have time to break it down now. And I said, okay. And he said, are you okay? And I said, well, I'm kind of rock right now. I'm not because it's new news because it's not new news, but I don't know the relevancy of this now. And he said, well, I just wanted to let you know because I was surprised when it came up. And he said, so I just want you to stay focused. I want you to be you. And I want you to let folks know that you're not perfect either, but you're getting better every day. And you know, when he said those words to me, you're not perfect, but I know you're getting better every day. Sometimes people need to believe in you before you can believe in yourself. And isn't that how life is? So in that moment, while I was demotivated and and it, it was hurting and shocking, I was also encouraged. And the reason I tell you that story is that as you're out there right now, you never know when you give someone a word of encouragement. You never know when you say something to someone to to help push them forward that gives them that light bulb. And it was in that moment that I was able to turn the switch back on. And so I went down like this, (laughs) saying, dang, not that, to saying, you know what? Today is my January 1st, which is one of our core philosophies, is that today is my January 1st. I get a fresh start. I get to do over. My past doesn't equal my future anymore. I can move forward and do the right thing. 
And, and that right there put me on the right track. So, yeah, I, I've been in that situation. And yes, it wasn't pretty. And yes, it was supposed to, I was supposed to speak and all that. But I had to pull myself back together and go out there. And in that moment, when I was looking at the audience, I wasn't really thinking about what I was saying at the time. I was thinking that today is my January 1st and I can help you if you'll let me. And uh, I think it came across in that message that day. We, 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 we were able to win some pretty new friends out there. I'll say it like that. It was a blessing and it was live. It certainly is different live, but um, I remember that day, just like it was yesterday, to be honest with you. Trina talks, real talks. I, th- I, think, I don't think I ever shared that story. By the way, Trina, you guys, you're good. That's what we do here. I'm, I'm real. <laughs> okay. What is your fear? Uh, my biggest fear is stuttering. I don't know if you know this, but in the third grade, I was a stutterer. I was in uh, Dale, at Dale City Elementary School, uh, Miss Kurt's class, by the way. And they wanted me to come to the front of the room and do some talking. And I couldn't quite get it out. And when I went home that day, I was talking to my mom and explaining what happened and very upset. And she said, you're not a stutterer. You don't have a problem. You just think faster than everyone else. And I said, really? Yeah, you just think faster. Don't worry about it. Just slow down. They, they don't think as fast as you. Now, mother did lie to me. I found that out when I got to high school. It was ninth grade, by the way, that that was a lie. But for many years, I used to think, yeah, I do still a little bit, but my brain is moving too fast. And, and, and so my fear was there's a severe problem with stuttering that I didn't think I could do some things. And I still have stutter today. If you listen to me, I'll stutter. Or I'll talk faster. <laughs> so I don't, I don't stutter. Um, but that's the fear I had. And, and it wasn't until... I decided to try to get a little bit better and a little bit better and a little bit better and a little bit better. So yeah, one of the fears I have is that I want to stutter, stutter, stutter and sound like an idiot. Um, but here's what I like about where I'm at now, especially at 50. Now, a little younger, I was really worried. At 50, it's getting worse now. 53, it's getting worse. Now I'm like, well, you know what? I am who I am and it is what it is and I'll be me. And if I work for you, great. And if not, no big deal. No big deal. Isn't that what life is about sometimes? Um, you've got to take the sweet with the bitter. And so- yeah. So if you're out there right now, you you have a fear and there's something dark in your closet or you're a stutterer like me, just know I'm talking to Trina now and she doesn't care. You know, she don't have us and arms and all that other stuff. I try to learn in Toastmasters. I used to confuse the heck out of me. I was a Toastmaster for a number of years. Love Toastmasters. All my Toastmasters shouted, but I can never get it right because I didn't fit the box. <laughs> I didn't fit the box. No, that's a good thing. Not to fit, fit the, the box. box. And, you know, that is good. Yeah. And, you know, it's yeah. funny, and you probably already know this, but, you know, James Earl Jones, he is a stutterer. Really? Wow. Did you know that? I don't think I ever knew that. I don't think I ever knew that. Yeah, I was reading this years ago that he is a stutterer, but you would never think that with his eloquent voice. But he says before he acts or reads or does anything like that with his voice, he has to take time and and do warm up. And it's funny because I heard him on an interview a radio interview several years ago Mm -hmm. and they called him like first thing in the morning and you could tell he did stutter a little bit. And he was saying, yes, I, this is the first call of the day. So I haven't had a chance to really do the things that I normally do to get my voice ready and everything. But yeah, James Earl Jones is a, yeah. If, if, if you're ever with me at a, at a conference or an event, I'm probably the quietest person there because I'm a high introvert. I mean, I can be an extrovert in situations like this because this is who I really am. But when I don't know other people and stuff like that, I'm like the quietest guy. They're like, is he in sales? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm that guy over here. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, <laughs> believe it or not, I am the quietest person. OK, wow. OK. Is there a time when you wish you had done something that you didn't? 
what's the time I had done something that I didn't? Um, yeah, I mean, it's probably not relevant now, but I, I wish I learned two languages when I was in school, by the way. I did take Spanish and I did take French. And I don't know either one of those, by the way. Don't tell me how I did three semesters, okay? I don't, don't, no. But uh, when I look back on my life, um, I, I wish then that I, I'd taken my 20s and 30s a little more seriously, by the way. And even when I was an undergrad, because learning a second language is really cool. And if you can learn one or two languages, it, I think it opens up the world to, to other possibilities. And it also gives you a different perspective. And so when I look back, uh, one of the things I, I wish I had done that I didn't is I wish I had really taken time to learn a second and a third language. Okay. Is there a time that you wish you had not done something? Uh, yes. Which one do I, which one do I share now? I've done so much stuff I wish I had not done in my life. Lord Whichever Jesus, one. I can tell you, <laughs> but, but I can tell you a whole bunch, by the way. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what I'm, I'm most proud because I would go back and say, I wish I didn't get married when I was in college, by the way, I was crazy, but I do have a son. So it's, it's okay, by the way, but don't do that. Don't do that. By the way, at least listen to me. I ain't listening to bias. Don't worry about it. I got this thing. Y'all are different people. Um, but, it, but in, in all seriousness, as it relates to me personally, I, I wish that I'd focus uh, more on my health when I was younger. God's blessed me and I'm healthy and there's nothing wrong with me. So God's blessed me in energy. But I wish I'd take some of that stuff seriously uh, when I was in my 20s and my 30s. I mean, I got braces when I was in the 30s, right? I, I did other things when I was in the 30s because I didn't do what I was supposed to do in the 20s. So I spent my 30s trying to fix my 20s and my 40s trying to fix my 30s. And, and so I wish that I had listened to others along the journey. But then I look at my sons and they don't listen to me either, by the way. But we all got to learn our own way. But it's those lessons, I will say this, it's those lessons that I learned painfully that has helped me be the type of person and the character that I am today. So, uh, yeah. What is your definition of success? My definition of success is for me is doing what you want to do when you want to do it and how you want to do it. You know, nothing was more cool to me than I took my first boat ride uh, on a carnival cruise. It was for our, our honeymoon. And I'd never been on a carnival cruise before in my life. And what I enjoy most about that, that first cruise and the second cruise and some other things that we've done is that I could do things and still be functional. And to me, that was success. I could take time away from the business and it was okay. Or I could check in when I needed to on the business and it was okay. And, and so success for me is allows you to do what you want to do. And in that time you have, you can take that and you can pour back into other folks. It's going to sound kind of, kind of hootsie tootsie. I get that, but, but really that's what true success is. I mean, you, you think about it, that isn't that the next level that it really is. And when you can get there, it's a big difference. And they teach it this over. And I'm, I'm focused on three areas of my life right now, by the way. So I'm focusing on my health. I'm focused on my happiness and I'm focusing on my wealth. That's just the three pillars there right now over the next five years is this top of mind to me. And when you think about wealth, um, you first want financial security. That's right. success to some. They can pay their bill for the next six, 12 months. Others, it's about uh, financial independence. That means you can quit working. You can be okay for a while. You can, you know, you can make it work on what you have. Or it means having wealth and just being take the money you got and pour into other folks. And success is where I want to be. Yeah, I want to get my time, but also be able to get my money. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's for me, not for you. That's part of success, my time. But then also being able to support the causes that I believe in. Some with my time and some with a check. And that, that feels really good. When you can do that, it, it feels mighty good.
the church, I told you about the story earlier. I was told totally, I would do it for free, but she said she had a grant. I said, Well, you got a grant. That's a different story. It's government money. I mean, I mean, that's a different story. It's not like that's from tithes and offerings. <laughs> They're a pretty big church. They'll be okay. But it was a big check. I'm like, oh my gosh, we got to spend it. I'm the right guy. Call me every time. Yeah, anyway, I say you, you don't you don't you don't care about that story. But uh I, did, I still can't believe this. This is my first time it's ever happened. So I'm still in shock, by the way. Say you're funny. So you got all of this energy. How do you recharge? Um, the way I recharge is to rest. I get some good sleep. Man, I take naps during the day. Sometimes I take two and three hour naps. They have my calendar clear. No, I mean, around this time I'm taking a nap, getting rested. We have 11 p.m. show, Eastern Standard Time. Um, and I used to do my personal trainer at 5 a.m. in the morning. I can't do that anymore. Okay? Not the way I am that in my life. I can't. And so I get rest. And so there's three ways that I recharge. And you think about how you recharge. For me, getting sleep recharges me. Not at night when most people sleep. I take naps during the day. Hour nap, 45 minutes nap, two hour nap. I'll go lay down, alarm will go off, and I'll get right back up and walk back into what I got to do. So that's number one. Number two is I believe in the health part of it. And so I do a few things. I mean, I, I take, uh, it's called H2 Molecule, which is, a, which is this water uh, pill that allows you to feed your brain. Your brain is made of water and there's no side effects. You can Google it, H2 molecule, but I'm feeding my body what it needs to protect not only its immune system, but to also feed the brain and what it needs as well. So it's like fertilizing your brain. Um, and then the third way that I recharge, so I love going on YouTube and watching stories of other folks, the challenges they had and how they've been successful. And the reason I like doing that and the reason that recharges me is that it leads me to the belief that if someone else can do it, so can I. Mm -hmm. And that's just the mindset that I adopted. If, if someone else can do it, so can I. And I, and I share that on with you, that if, that if you can first imagine what's possible and then you can believe what's possible and you want to take action towards what you want, then the energy comes. The energy is not jumping all around and running all around. The energy is your mind being sharp so that you can have stamina, so you can be creative, and so you can have focus. I have a nutritionist. I pay money for my health, a lot of money, to be honest with you. But it's because of the nutritionist and some other things that allows me to optimize the time that I have that I'm awake. That mean I'm having energy and I'm running and jumping all that. It just means that I'm clear. I'm focused. The brain is firing off a lot faster than other folks because they had a Coca-Cola. No, I'm joking with you. I'm joking with you. Back over to you. <laughs> They had some Twinkies and, and some lemonade, by the way, and they wonder why all of a sudden their energy went down. Well, you know, yeah. there's some things that we all can do. Control the controllables. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So besides sales, what are you awesome at? You know, one of the things I'm, I think I'm most awesome at, and it's probably one of my favorite things to do, is I enjoy running. I'm a runner. I'm a, I love being an athlete. I'm awesome at it because I can go out there and do it by myself. Mm -hmm. I can go out there and compete with myself. I'm not fast. Nope, nope, nope. But like I told my wife one time, I'm like Novocaine. Just give me time and I work, right? <laughs> so, it, I, 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 but I, I'm in the race. I keep going and I'm awesome at it. And I, and I love it. Consistency is the key. So yeah, that's that's something that I'm I'm awesome at. Um, the other area that you may not know, a little known secret, is really good at photography. And I've had so many cameras, and and I love taking photos and so forth. It's just a lot of fun, and I've been doing it since my my sons were really little in Pee Wee League and so forth. And so I got better. It takes years to get better. I had no training, by the way, but you get better as you do it. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Wow. So my awesome at it to me, I am. 
So what legacy do you want to leave? You know, the legacy I want, I want to leave behind is the willpower. Uh, my, my father taught us something that we pass on to our sons. It's called the three D's of life. And, and it's, it's, it's really founded on my father, Marsha Brown, who's no longer here. And this is the legacy that I want to leave behind. It used to be at Ben's Chili Bowl, which is in Washington, D.C. It's a historic place. And he used to talk about history and civil rights and what took place and politics. My father was into politics. And inevitably, when he was doing these talks, people would ask, what's the key? And he would always say, this, the key is doing the things that you don't want to do and making sure you do the hard things first. Mm. And people always say, why should you do the hard things first? And he would say, doing the hard things first and life develop discipline. Mm. So from that, I had the Shea Brown remix version, which is part of him. And it's called the D plus D equals D formula. Let me give it to you in 60 seconds. D plus D equals D formula. And this is what I want to leave behind as well. But it's decisions plus discipline equals dominion. Dominion is the thing in my church, by the way. It means you're, you're in charge of what's going on. And so you got to make really good decisions, but you got to make a decision. My father used to always say, you don't have to get it right. You just got to get going. So you have to make decisions. Now, here's the problem with that. Most folks start with making decisions. Most folks start with just believing. Most folks just start with affirmations, but it's decisions plus discipline. And discipline is doing the things you know you should do, even when you don't feel like it. When you do those two things, you will dominate. But here's the opposite, because for something to be true, the opposite has to be true. Decisions minus discipline equals disaster. Let me say it again. Decisions minus discipline equals disaster. So when I look at my life, and I look at where I'm at. One of the legacies that I'd want to leave behind. Sure, they're going to they're going to get all the media files. And I think that's most important, by the way. I used to say, leave your books. So they'll have this media. So I'm building a media empire like you and I are right now. This will be passed on and my great, great, great grandkids may see this someday if they still do this stuff. <laughs> and they'll get the insurance policies. I get that. But really, I want them to have the part that's embedded inside of them, which is I can make a decision it could change my life. And today is my January 1st. But after I make that decision that today is my January 1st, I've got to do the plus the discipline and I've got to take action. Wow. And if I do that, then I will dominate. If I do that, I will have dominion. D plus D equals D. Decisions plus discipline equals dominion. That's the that's the legacy I want to leave behind. That's if I can do that, then um, we're going to leave this world a much better place than how we found it. Wow, that you know what that right there. I wrote that down because that is that's the key. Like you said, that that is it. Oh man! So Shay, give the listeners one more motivational takeaway because you have given us all the gems throughout this conversation, but give them one that you want them to just take away. The, the one that I want you to take away right now is just this one core philosophy. And it's a philosophy that has driven me for many, many years. Uh, and it's a distinction. A distinction is an understanding beyond common knowledge. So it's one of the 12 rules for life. I have 12 rules. And they're my 12 rules that I've learned from other places, but I'm sharing it with you. And one of my 12 rules of life is systems be goals every time. You can jot that down in your notes. Systems be goals every single time. Shay, why do you say that? Because systems are duplicatable. Systems are repeatable. Systems are something that you can hand off to someone else. So whenever you look at something in your life and you want to take it to another level or you wonder why something isn't working, 
Take a look at the system that you are using in that moment. If you're trying to get a promotion at work, what is the system that you have in place? If you're an entrepreneur, what is your system to have a pipeline of leads that can turn into buyers? What is your systems to fill your programs, to sell your products, to scale your business? Systems be goals every single time. Why? Because goals are always in the future. And the future, by definition, doesn't exist. Like you never get to the future, by the way, but your mind only operates in three quadrants that I'm aware of. The past, which you can do nothing about. The present, there's a present moment. There's a present moment. There's a present moment. You're always in the present moment. And most people say the future, but you're never to the future. You're always in the present moment. So you've got to have systems in place for your health, systems in place for your happiness, and systems in place for your wealth. I'll tell you a quick story. I was, um, it was um, many years ago, I was running my very first marathon. The only reason I ran the first marathon is because Oprah Winfrey had run the marathon. So I said to myself, if Oprah Winfrey can run a marathon, I was a young whippersnapper back then, by the way. I was full of energy. You think I'm energized now? I thought I could take on the world. I said, I'm running a marathon. They thought I was crazy. I thought I, I thought I was doing what Oprah did. So I got out there and I was running the Marine Corps marathons in Washington, D.C. I'm from Washington, D.C., okay? And in Washington, D.C. is 26.2 miles. I get out there and I'm running, dude, dude, dude. I'm having fun. I'm waving at everybody. And then I hit something called mile 17. Bam! I hit the wall. I, the wall. I mean, the wall in the marathons where you hit something and you you can't go any further. Some of you out there have hit the wall of life. Your finances have knocked you down. Your debt may have knocked you down. Uh, a marriage that didn't work out may have knocked you down. I hit that wall. So I did what many people do, even as an entrepreneur, when you run out of money, I sat down and stopped. Okay. And this was serious. I mean, I wish I could tell you, I just put my Walkman back on with a battery pack. Some of y'all know about no Walkman, by the way, and got going again, but that didn't happen. And maybe this happened to you. I'm sitting down there like huffing can't go any further. I've done well, 18 miles. I thought, and I'm looking at other people go by. And does that ever happen in your life? You're looking at someone else's marriage saying, what? They look happy. Or you're looking at someone else saying, wait a minute, they're doing it. I know I'm better than them. I looked at some old folks to go by and said, you know, I look at some young folks go by. I look at some folks like me. So I had to get back in the race. You know how life is? Systems be goals every time. I didn't have a system. I got back in the race and I took one step. And then I took another step. And I looked down and saw myself do 100 yards, Shay. Just do 100 yards. And I finished that marathon in five hours and 52 minutes. I know some of y'all are saying, you did it, though. And I did feel good. I quit. I said, I'm done. I'm not doing it again. How many have told yourself that's it? You ain't never doing that again. Well, the next year, I did it again, by the way. This time, I got a system in place. And I'll tell you what the system is. I'm coming over you, Trina. I, I, I went this time and I joined a running group that had a running coach in it. So I made this little bit of investment into this thing over here, by the way. And when I made that investment, we showed up the first day and I run nine minute miles. So I'm in a nine minute mile group. And they say, has anybody run before that has fears? And I raised my hand. Yes, I hit mile 17. I hit the wall. And they said, hey, Shay, we're going to do something. When we get to mile 17, we're going to all chant. I'm trained. I'm strong and I'm ready. I said, no, we don't do that in my neighborhood. <laughs> they didn't look like me. No, no, no. I'm not doing that story. I'm putting my wall man on. I'm good. All right. But anyway, we got out there. We trained. He did so many miles. I had to show up and we hit mile 17 and they started chanting. I looked around. I'm trained. I'm strong. I'm ready. I'm looking at tap me on the shoulder. So I take my headset and put it down here. We start saying, I'm trained. I'm strong and I'm ready. I'm trained. I'm strong and I'm ready. Let me tell you the point and the message that I have for you. When we got to that marathon and we were a group and we hit mile 17, I was the first one to scream, I'm trained, I'm strong, and I'm ready. And as they started chanting for me, 
everyone else started chanting. And we not only encouraged our small band of 25 of us running, but we, we encouraged everyone else around. And they would say, I'm trained, I'm strong, and I'm ready. And we'd run by them and they would wave and someone would run by us and wave. What's my message to you? How can you use this in your life? I want you to tell yourself I'm trained when you find yourself at a place you don't know if you do it. Tell yourself I'm strong because you are strong. And tell yourself I'm ready, you're ready, you got this. You keep showing up for Trina Talks, you got this. I'm trained, I'm strong, I'm ready, I'm trained, I'm strong, I'm ready. For you, today is your January 1st. Tell yourself those words. Put your sunglasses on. The future is bright. And for you, I'm telling you, the best is still yet to come. It's yet to come. Back over to you, Trina. Oh, man. Close us out. Tell us how the listeners can connect with you, how they can work with you. They need that sales guru, that specialty do you have, and your 12 principles that you talk about. Tell the listeners how they can get it. Sure. So here's how I want you all to connect with you out there right now. Um, I want you to do one thing. I'm going to give you a number to text. You can just you can just text me and I'm going to send you the link. Now, I will connect with you. So I'll text you. You can find me. Okay. Two things. One, text the word playbook. Just text the word playbook. Text the word playbook. So open up your browser right now on your phone and then type this number in 202-270-1662. Just type in 202 202- Two seven zero one six six two, and type the word playbook. Now, if you type the word playbook, put your first name so I know who you are. Put your last name because there might be more than one Trina in the world. Put your best contact number because some of you want me to text it right to you and my sister to do that. Or put your email. Some of y'all still prefer email. We're going to send you not only the Evergreen Revenue Playbook. That's my gift to you. It's my seven secrets to generate revenue and skyrocket your business. But I'll also make sure you get the bonus. Some of you just want the 12 rules of life. Um, but text the word playbook. I'm requiring that to 202-270-1662. Once you do that, we'll give you information to contact with us so you can follow us on Instagram. You follow me, I follow you back. I can't see you right now. I can't interact with you right now. But we'll meet each other on social media. Isn't that pretty cool? Yes, I am. I My Instagram handle is I am Shay Brown. Just I am Shay Brown. Just put I am Shay Brown. Follow me, I'll follow you back and put down Trina Talks. <laughs> so I know you are. Put down Trina Talks. I'll know and we'll do something special for you. I'm looking forward to connecting with you, meeting you, but not only supporting you, but collaborating. I told you collaboration crushes competition. So maybe I can collaborate with you or you can collaborate with me. That's the best case scenario. Let's do this thing together. Wow. Shay, thank you for taking your time out to be on Trina Talk. I know the listeners are just having just a meltdown on this, all of this great information you have given them so that they can just do well in their life and their business. And I know they're going to contact you to help them out. So I just want to say thank you again for just taking your time out of your busy day to be with me. Well, thank you, Trina, for having us here. Um, You're amazing. This platform is needed for all your listeners. Now, look, this is just one. You come back for the next episode and then you come back again for another episode and you come back again for another episode. And sometimes you might think you're showing up as no big deal. Well, it's just another podcast I'm listening to. No, 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 no. It is a big deal. Sometimes you show up and maybe nothing happens, but then you show up that one time and you get one idea. And for some of you listening, even in this moment, there's a lifetime benefit you being here right now. You'll take one of these ideas and you'll be able to use them for the rest of your life. So Trina, let me say thank you to you. Let me thank the audience for being here. And let me let you all know right now that all of you are watching Y'all are special. Everyone listening right now, you've got greatness inside you. And you, as you're listening right now, you're a comeback champion. Champions always come back. Champions always come back. And you, you're a comeback champion. I'll see you on the other side. God bless, Trina. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me on the platform. Love you. I can't wait to connect with you guys again soon.
Thank you. Peace. If you like Trina Talk Podcast, please don't forget to go out to iTunes and rate it five stars and leave a review. Also, who else in your life do you know that needs some motivation and inspiration in their life? Don't forget to share Trina Talk with them. I hope you have a great week. And remember, if you change your mindset, you can change your life. Keep striving because success is a journey, not a destination.